Spiders and welcome to another edition of Batman the Animated Series Podcast. I'm your host Alex Robson and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and lighter and the guy who's blocked many a sewage pipe, it's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello Will! Uh, I think if there's anybody who's blocked the most sewage pipes in our family, it's you, bud. Because I don't know if our audience knows this, but as a child, you used to hold in your poops for, for like a week to so then have mega dumps. <laughs> it was like a, like a weekly thing. I would hold it in. I don't know why I did that. Why, would why I do did that? you do that? I don't know. After like three or four days, I was like, okay, can't hold it anymore. Time to go. Can't and it, hold it anymore. <laughs> it was like giving birth. <laughs> it was so arms. bad that our grandmother had to use a knife and fork to chop up a pill to flush it down. <laughs> and then every time we ate at a house, I just knew that I could potentially be eating with the knife and fork that chopped up your giant, <laughs> massive turd that wouldn't flush down the toilet. My log. Oh, God. Well, Coming out like a pumpernickel loaf. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. You got me there. I used to do that. Yes. Um, all right, bud. Let's get into our first subject of the day. How is the art life going for you? I'm a, vi- a busy boy. Very busy boy. You Dude, are a busy boy. Next week and then on Monday. Not next Monday. The following Monday, I will finish up my Joker work. I don't know what DC is going to give me next. I know they want to keep working me, which I'm, you know, I'm over the moon about. It's great. I love working for a company that's continuously trying to get me work. Very much appreciate that. So I'm very busy doing that. But my Kickstarter. I mean, this this podcast comes out what on Wednesdays. Yes. So if you listen to this on Wednesday, my Kickstarter is out in a week. Ooh, one week. Yeah, it's exciting. I, I've been, I have been like burning the midnight fucking oil, like getting this shit ready. I've been doing tons of social media posts, email lists, and I've been drawing extra art for the book and stuff. Like I recently drew the host of the book uh, called the Maitre Z, who's kind of just like I love show- that character. Yeah, he's just like a like a showmaster or like a ticket holder, and he's your undeadly but friendly host for outbreaks, which is fun. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, so you obviously didn't read the text that w- that was on his image then. Well, I did, but I can't remember all of that. So, but ah, my brother never reads anything I do. <laughs> Look, I support the shit out of you. And this right? is different because I actually wrote this. Yes, I know. And it's a book I that I'm craving. I, I, I know, and I'm sharing it around. I'm very proud, and I'm putting it out there because I think it's an awesome concept, and I think that your video that you've done, that once it's released on March 1st, is going to be something that people are going to pay attention to because I think it's really professional. I think it looks great. Well, I, uh, yeah, I've just been working super hard on that. I put a uh, like a teaser trailer together yesterday for it. You did. So people go on my YouTube, youtube.com slash Inc. That's I and K. You can see a teaser trailer. It's only like 50 seconds long of the book. And the book is Outbreaks, if you haven't fucking heard about this already, since all I do is talk about it on every podcast that we do. But it's a ongoing zombie anthology comic, my first ever self-published comic that I'm releasing on Kickstarter March 1st. It's kind of like Black Mirror meets The Walking Dead, where Black Mirror deals with a bunch of stories, all revolving around a dark world using different types of technology. I do the same, but a dark world revolving around zombies. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. Again, I know, as you said, we we talk about it a lot, but that's the point of the podcast. You can advertise to an audience and obviously market it. Plus, there could be a new listener right now who's like, oh, I don't know anything about this. So that could have... Well, new listener... 
If you don't know anything about it, head on over to speechcomics.com. And if you sign up for my newsletter, you can read the first five pages for free. If you're listening to this podcast and you've been listening to us both on Spider-Man, the animated series podcast, and on this one, and you haven't done that yet, you suck. Yeah, you suck. Just, it's free. Go do it. It's free for crap. You know what? We're going to take a minute now. We're going to pause. Gonna slow the podcast right down. You can open up Google or, or your browser of choice. Yeah, yeah. You're using Ask Jeeves, if that even exists anymore. Ask <laughs> Alfred. Know. Ask Alfred. <laughs> Take a look. Just type in speech, S-P-E-E-C-H. Well Comics. done. C-O-M-I-C-S dot com. You said C-O-M-I-C-S. Yeah, okay. I was like, did you spell it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> now you're on the website. You scroll down. You see it says, you want to read the first five pages? Sign up for the newsletter. Okay. You click on the email. You type in your email. And then immediately, the moment you're done typing your email, you will receive a link. Well, actually, not even a link. It will just pop up. Yeah, the, it takes you right there. Yeah, to the PDF of the first five pages, which you can read for free. And you're good to go. So in a week, on March 1st, the Kickstarter is launching. The pre-launch page is already live. So if you go to kickstarter.com and you search Outbreaks, you'll see the page. You can click notify me for it. It'll let you know when it actually launches. So it's all coming, but it's coming. So I also saw that you put out a tweet uh, asking if anybody does podcasts with a with a good size mm. audience and if you can go on there. So if anybody's listening that also does a podcast with a good size audience, I'm not saying that Will's going to do every single one, but they can reach out to you on Twitter, I assume, and you can chat yeah. to them and maybe be on their show and in turn, you know, get to plug your, your book as well as talk about whatever their show is about. Yes, I, in March, I'd love to just do a bunch of podcasts to advertise my book because I need, I need to raise at least three thousand pounds and that's a really tough thing to do and like this this is not about me making money it's just literally to get the book colored printed pay for kickstarter fees and pay for postage fees there's a pie chart that lays it all out for you it's i, I mean you say i don't read things <laughs> you're right all i did was i just scrolled through and i was like pretty picture pretty picture video pretty picture and then i was like oh pie chart that makes sense <laughs> that where money go yeah he must be legit because he made pie chart <laughs> Exactly. Hear my money. You take. I just now. went on Google's like free pie chart, and I just typed it in. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, please everybody head to speechcomics.com, sign up to my newsletter where you can read the first five pages of Outbreaks for free, and just pay attention to all my social media. Go to the Kickstarter page, search for Outbreaks because we are launching in a week. It's coming. It's coming on my YouTube. You can watch the the trailer, and uh, I think I'll probably be uploading the Kickstarter video soon as well. Just exciting yeah start getting it out there all right so everybody go check that out and you'll be able to get more updates as they come all right buddy let's move on to our next subject of the day or category of the day it's caped capers showtime the jokers escape from arkham asylum robin all work and no play you know it's gonna be one of those nights i don't have time for jokes no problemo, Batman. Quiet. Come on, let's do a pizza run. You don't touch anything, say anything, or do anything unless I tell you. Got it? Relax. You've had a busy day. All right, this week's Cape Capers has been written in by Jim Dutucci. Jim has said, Batman and Robin find Catwoman stealing from a pet store and discover that she's addicted to catnip. Okay. I mean, first of all, before we even start, oh, we have God. done we've done a famous pop star, rock star, 
every time we've done a villain. We got Catwoman now. I'm going to leave this one to you because I think you'll be able to do a better job. Okay. I don't know if you're going to be able to pinpoint this person, but I'll go. Okay. Am I, am I just going straight into being Catwoman? Oh, no. Okay. Well, yeah, let's let's go with the scenario. All right. So, oh, geez, Batman. What's that over there in the, in the, in the pet store? Probably a pet Robin. No, no, Batman. There's like lights on, and there's there's a hole in the window. I think it's some, the manager must be working late or something. Like, there's no need to care. Do you? Is it, you really want a hamster? Alfred told me that you wanted a hamster. They only live for like two years, Robin. Okay, it's heartbreaking. It's a real tragic <laughs> experience. It sort of teaches you. It's like a, uh, a kid's guide to learning about death. Do you want to learn about death? Because your parents are both. Hi, Batman. <laughs> Anytime I bring up his parents' death, he just runs away. He's got to confront it, as I do every day. Batman, there's Catwoman in the pet store next to the gerbils and the hamsters. Look. Uh, come here, come here, oh, Batman. Come here, come here, come here, Batman. What? It's all right. You're the greatest detective in the world. I know you I know you already figured it out, but come here. Look, there's Catwoman. She's the love of your life. Says who? Don't tell Talia. Who? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> or Alfred. <laughs> All right, who's who's going to be Catwoman? I don't know how many good impersonations I could do of female artists. The only one I could think of is Dolly Parton, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how oh, well. No, it's not. There's, I just I want it. I want it. That's perfect. But I don't know if I could do a Dolly Parton. I have to try. The only thing I could do is when she says, "I got some explaining to do." Why can't you just? <laughs> some stealing to do. Yeah, yeah that's not bad. <laughs> ah, wow, this catnip is very delicious. <laughs> oh, Batman, she's getting into the catnip, Batman. She's addicted. Well, if it isn't the love of my life, Bruce Wayne and his new little boy toy, Robin. <laughs> yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Put my hands on my hips to do that one. Uh. I can't pass up on that voice. It's so sexy to me. I don't get what you see in her, Batman. Is she, what's that noise, Batman? I'm just having a quick wake, Rob. That was Catwoman eating the catnip. Oh, my God. Batman, you gotta help me. I'm addicted to the catnip. Batman, she needs help. She's addicted to, 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 to drugs. Catnip, 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 catnip. <laughs> I can't leave you alone, catnip. <laughs> Please don't take my life. Please don't take my catnip away. <laughs> catnip, 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 catnip. I like the catnip version. Are you looking up words I'm to... begging, darling, please don't take my nips. <laughs> don't take my nips. We got to stop her, but her, her, her voice, it just stops me in my tracks every time I try and get her. Quick, Robin, attack. I don't get what you see in her, Batman. She's looking at She's hanging out of her suit. Catnips in my dreams. That is where they are. <laughs> Nowhere in between. How could I get far? 
Feeding catnip, yeah. She's doing lines of catnip off the off the pet. Doing lines of the catnip, uh huh. <laughs> big fat lines of the. Oh, Robin, you got to get in there. This is some good shit. <laughs> They're just doing it like off the snakes and the lizards. It's <laughs> like going to town. Do catnip nine to five. Oh yeah, Batman. This is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen, and I've seen my parents die. This is horrifying. Yeah, bitch, so have I. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs help, Robin. Drugs yeah. really help. They do. <laughs> they really do, Dick. <laughs> she knows who I am, Batman. My parents are probably dead as well. I don't really know my origin story in my family. That's true. We don't know anything about Selena's parents. The only time I can think about that is in Batman Returns, where she's like, Selena, it's your mother. I'm just calling you. And she leaves a message. And then we never hear from her mum ever again. Imagine if it was Dolly Parton that's her mom <laughs> in the movie. It's me, Dolly Parton. <laughs> you know, that's Selena. She was always a wildflower. And then the band starts. <laughs> <laughs> Selena don't care where she goes. <laughs> All right. So Robin. Okay. I'm going to be Robin now. All right, guys. I think it's time to put down the cat. Yep. And it's oh, right. time. You got to do a big fat bump of this shit. Look, I've already loaded you up. Here. Batman, this is peer pressure. I, I took dare in school. I know about dare. Okay? Come on, you wimp. Get in there. No, kids are against drugs, Batman. It's not drug. It's catnip. It's like not even a class. It's like class zero. Batman, you're licking your butthole as you're telling me this. <laughs> I'm a bat. <laughs> How flexible it's made me. I'm a bat. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been wooed by the voice of Selena Carl and, and drugs. Oh, it happens to every rock star like me, Robin. I just, uh, okay, you gotta help gonna... me. You gotta help me kick the habit. Okay, Get me away I'm... from here, Robin. I'm gonna take you home to Alfred and he's gonna make you a better Batman. I was just having cold sweats in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> sir, hold still, sir. Stop Eat it. The nip. No, sir, you've got to give it up. Just hearing all the songs in his head. <laughs> catnip, 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 catnip. I beg you, darling Bruce, come have a line. <laughs> Robin, why'd you sing this song? Let's see what your singing voice is like. Jelly, 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 jelly. I swore off guns, but for Robin, I made the exception. <laughs> All right. If you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a written review on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now, as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. Tell a friend about the pod or share it on your socials, as that's the fastest way to grow a podcast. Also, go follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on YouTube, everywhere but Twitter, which is at Batman TAS Pod One. And that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman the Animated Series podcast. Codcast? Codcast? It's the... Just talk about cods and it's a fish. <laughs> Your night. Welcome to the Codcast, everybody. <laughs> what do you eat today? Cod. Cod. What do you have? <laughs> Cod. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> and on our socials or in the description of this episode you'll find our link tree account which includes a tip jar where you can gift us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish podcasts cost money and have become even harder to monetize these days and as we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists any amount you can afford to give us isn't necessary but always greatly appreciated and finally you can follow me everywhere at chef alex robson and you can follow will on his social stay up to date on what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the work day of a comic book artist and writer will where can our listeners find you 
anywhere at Robson Inc. And that's Robson I-N-K. And you know what I'm going to say. Head on over to Speech Comics and check out my book, baby. That's right. All right, let's do some news first before we get into our review of The Sewer King. Or, no, not The Sewer King. I wanted to call it The Sewer King. Of The Underdwellers. The Underdwellers. Okay, first bit of news. The Flash trailer came out over the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. We both saw it. The return of The Greatest Batman is now here. We've seen him. We've seen him in the suit. We've seen some scenes. Just want to get your thoughts, bud. What do you think of the how trailer? Is, how has, uh, like, Gen Z responded to it? Because we obviously have big nostalgia goggles on for seeing Michael Keaton as Batman. Mm-hmm. But what about people... Like, I, I was born a year after the first movie came out, but it's still my childhood Batman. Yeah. It's definitely not a 20-year-old's childhood Batman. Would you say that's Christian Bale? Yes. Yeah. Um, I've seen some people, uh, especially on the Batman TS pod TikTok. You can go follow us there. We're getting loads of great videos and, and lots of good followers. But I've seen lots of videos on TikTok of people saying, is Bale in this? Is Bale in this? So maybe that's where the Gen Z is, is lying, is that they're, they're kind of wondering, is my Batman going to show up in this? Because everyone's some kind of Batman. There's even rumors that George Clooney might appear in this film as a, as his version of Batman. Because he, he can't, can't stay alive, does he? I guess not. What, just stand there in the suit? <laughs> I'd love that, though. That'd be lovely. It would be nice. You're right. And he was one of my favorite Batman growing up as well. I love Batman forever. Because he's blonde-haired and blue-eyed, so you're like, finally, I can be Batman too! <laughs> um, he had great I, lips, didn't he? He did. He had really good Batman mask good, lips. Good bat lower face. Yes, he did. I think Clooney, if he does, is all about like a quick cameo to redeem his Batman and Robin a little bit because obviously I mean, that's kind of is a diss to Val Kilmer that he wouldn't have anything in there. Well, maybe Kilmer will. Maybe people haven't said it because they know he's obviously suffering. But this is the and... Spider Verse of Batman movies. Then. Yes, I showed my girlfriend the trailer, and she's like, "I've seen this movie." And I was like, "What do you mean you've seen this movie?" She's like, "You took me to see that Spider Man where all the spider." She wants to call them Spider Mans. I'm like, "They're Spider Men." She's like, "No, that does." She's like, oh, you took me to see all the Spider Mans, and I've seen this movie. Now it's just Batman's, and I was like, "Batman." She's like, "Stop saying that." <laughs> so, yeah. It is no way home, but for the DC universe. But it's Batman, and Keaton's in it. They sold the ticket by showing me that trailer. Yeah, and I mean, look, this looks a lot like the the Snyderverse. Like, there's a lot of imagery, and there's a lot of characters. We got Zod. There's things that I'm like, oh, that's cool. But I'm also like, but I'm not as excited because it's all tied to Snyder stuff. But I guess, as James Gunn said, this is the end of the Snyderverse, right? Like, this movie, it basically embodies that. Snyderverse movies, like, coming out after this movie? Yes, but he's implied that, like, it's reset. It's not technically, because you've got, like... Jason Momoa's Aquaman and like the Shazam uh, two movie coming out. But realistically, this looks like it's the one that resets it. And all the Snyderverse fans out there, this is going to be like their end game, right? Like, I still think they should do what we talked about where you put in teasers for the upcoming stuff. Like yes, the movies and have it be different clips to get people to go into the theaters. I agree. But like, I wanted to focus on Keaton because we love Keaton so much. We see the Batcave. We see the Batmobile. He looks see- a bit silly in that screenshot that's going around where he's got like a bit of a goofy smile and he looks like Val Kilmer's Batman there. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's much older, you know, it was like 30 something years ago. He did, um, Batman. How old is Michael Keaton? Is he like 70? I think he's close to it. Yeah. 71. 71. Okay. 
uh, yeah, but it was great to see all of the suits lined up. Especially... Yeah, there was a guy on Twitter that designed all of them that just was like, finally, I can talk about this. And he just gushed all about it. He's like, I did this because of this. I did this because of this. Like, he's like, my production designer gave me free range. So he was like, I went crazy. I love that. I think that's so cool. Little details, because the one thing that I didn't like about Spider-Man No Way Home is that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield just... It, existed there was no like and i've been through this and i've been doing this there's no like history to their characters it's more just like we're here we're older and yeah we're all the spider men teamed up but jack nicholson will come back as the joker oh dude that would be insane (laughs) or danny devito's penguin like with the face reveal again oh my god danny devito's dead joker's dead but if they can bring him back that would be they brought him back in the no way home movie didn't they that's true. They did. So if they could somehow eighty-five year old Joker, if they could somehow like give us updates on Michael Keaton, though, just seeing those suits, it shows me like, oh, he's got an Arctic suit. He's got a scuba suit. It looked like looking at our action figures as kids, mm-hmm. right? Like all the different toys that we would buy in the different versions of Batman. Um, so that gets me really excited. I like seeing those details and seeing that, especially the suits, like the blue and gray suit. I'm like, we literally had that Keaton toy as a kid. All right. Next up, Scream 6 is due to come out soon. Oh, my God. Like, I haven't seen any of the new ones. I have actually seen seeing? I've seen them all, and I enjoy that series a lot because it's a great whodunit that pokes fun at the horror genre in yeah, general. All the way around being just a stereotype itself now right yeah but they mock that at the same time it's very meta which a, a lot of people are, are into um i like it i'm i'm not going to say that it's as good as scream one and two because those are those are my favorites scream one and two are just great but scream six is coming out but what's six happened someone has uploaded on twitter the reveal scene of who the killer or killers uh are or is mm-hmm. And uh, it's just done the rounds and it's literally the, you know, taking off the mask and being like, I'm the killer. And that's like the big reveal that obviously everyone goes to see who done it. So uh, yeah, the, um, the production companies have swiftly removed as many copies of that as possible, but it's just spread throughout Twitter and I saw it. So now, and they're like, that's uh, that's fake. And I'm like, then why are you removing it? If it's fake, like it's clearly someone's ruined this and blown up the that spot. Sucks. Yeah, so I now know. What douche nozzle did that then? I know that's kind of shitty, right? Like I see yeah. those movies to be like, oh, because I don't, I'm never like, oh my god, it's that person. As a kid, I was, but now yeah, but now I'm spoiled for. No, now I'm like, I like guessing, and you know, especially because I watch it with my girlfriend, and we're like, oh, I think it's this person. Oh, I think it's this person. We've done that with the new ones, and that's been fun. It's been a good time. So, yeah, that sucks. Next bit of news. J.J. Abrams' Justice League Dark project has officially been scrapped. He was supposed to do a Justice League Dark show for HBO Max, along with his... Oh, yeah. Along with his Shining spin-off series, which is called The Overlook, that has been cancelled as well. So both were HBO Max series that no longer will be being made. I can see why the Justice League Dark project has been scrapped now that Gunn has stepped in and he's redoing you know, his DCU the way he wants. It probably didn't line up with his canon and the way things were all connected. But I wonder why the Shining spin-off series, The Overlook, was cancelled. Not that I wanted to see it, but I'm just curious why that was cancelled because that seemed like an obvious i think just he came in and cleaned house right which is totally fine yeah 
Yeah. I'm not that gutted over not seeing no. Abrams Justice League Dark. There'd be a lot of lens flares and probably some corny dialogue, so I'm um, I'm fine with that. Uh, I Jay Abrams is a, a strange one because he can he can do some really great stuff. Like I love um the majority of Lost. It's like it's such a good show. Really, really interesting stuff but then it's just like i don't know you just can't finish something like the end the third act is really really tough for jj abrams yeah i so i the things i love that jj abrams has done i actually really like his star trek movies i think i like the first one and that's it i i don't mind the second one i've rewatched them recently and i think the second one's pretty good but you're right the third act is where the third act of the first one actually is pretty good that may be the best third act he's ever done yeah i think i think he made a very good movie with the first star trek movie. yeah but his star wars adventure his star wars is rubbish yeah, well, that's just too many fingers and pies, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I can't, I can't blame all of it on J.J. Abrams, you know. I think it's just Disney, just a me. I blame on Disney, really. Yeah, and just as modern, a whole. Modern Hollywood focused way more on franchising and merchandise than actual content and shoots them in the foot, you know. For sure. And then the last bit of news, very quickly, because I know you don't really care, and I don't really care that much either, but my girlfriend does. First photo of Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn has been revealed in Joker Folly Ado, which is the most wankiest title to a movie I've ever heard in my life. Um, it shows her like, being pushed up against the wall by Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, and he's in like this clown makeup, and she's not in anything, but she looks like, oh, I'm, you know... I'm intrigued by you sort of thing. And it, the fact it's a musical as well, bud, this like gonna what? Be like what soft core porn for people that are in damaged relationships. Like Jesus Christ. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm, look, I'm upset she's... because walking Phoenix, I think is one of the greatest actors we've ever had ever. Yeah. Joaquin is very good. It's Joaquin, not walking. I, I, didn't I say Joaquin? And he's a walking Phoenix. Walking to Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) Arizona, he's such a good actor. (laughs) I've I've seen him in a lot of stuff recently. The that movie he's in, uh, I forgot what it was called. Where uh, it was called the Leader or something like that. Where he joins a cult with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman at the head. He's so bizarre in that movie and just like. I, I was like, no wonder they hired this guy for to be the fucking Joker. Like he it was such a good choice, but I just think that that script and that universe that they put him in is is not. It's just not for me. I no, it's no. just you know, it's it's a uh, it's kind of it, like as a as a film student and a lover of of uh, Mont Scorsese, the fact that like it's just a blatant blend of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Just and then to, to even put Robert De Niro in it, it was like kind of like a slap in the face to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you know what you're doing. Like you know it what you're be, doing. Yeah, it would be like making remaking Tim Burton's Batman, and you've got Michael Keaton as like some like Commissioner Gordon. You're like, what are exactly. you doing? I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, and it upsets me because I don't think that Walking Phoenix is bad in that movie. I actually think he's great. He is the best part about that movie. He's he commands the screen and the presence. I just don't like the, the content of it. So the fact that we're going to get more of that, it's like, you know, in the office when Andy asked Jim, like, Oh, I, I want to date Pam. Like, what can I, can you give me some like inside like trading so yeah. I can nail this home? And he gives her him the polar opposites of what she likes. Yeah. And he's like, Maybe you want to go chuck some Frisbee and listen to some country music. And, <laughs> and like, you know, he gives a whole list of stuff where she's like, wow, that's like everything I don't want. 
having a movie that's you know a sequel to Joker with the same director uh, and having Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, a musical, and calling it Folly. I do. Folly a poo. I'm sorry to say, <laughs> it's just that is like that served up to me is the epitome of everything that, that I, I, I just dislike. <laughs> Like someone wasn't because listening also, to you and they were like, what do you want to see in the next yeah. Joker movie? We want to make it right. And you told them and they literally just weren't listening and wrote down the opposite of it's what like, they thought. They're like making this movie in spite of me. Like I'm taking it personally. <laughs> like, oh yeah, and we're going to take an actor who you think is the perfect for the Joker and we're just not going to like use him like the way we should. <laughs> I, I directed The Hangover, so you should listen to me. Uh, yeah, but he's also directed other great movies. It's just right. this one what Todd Phillips? Yeah. Um, oh fuck! I need to look this up. I need to look it up. Okay, director of he directed Road Trip. <laughs> Did Old, he really? Yeah, Old School, Starsky and Hutch, uh, the remake with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. Uh, oh, no, the, I know which one you're referring to. Okay, The Hangover. The Hangover 2, The Hangover 3, Due Date with Robert Downey Jr. and the guy from That's The Hangover. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. War Dogs, which actually wasn't that bad, with Jonah Hill and uh, your guy, your choice for Batman in your fan cast. Miles, Miles Teller. That was all right. And then Joker. Okay, maybe he hasn't directed it. Yeah, I rest my case, bud. Yeah. All right. Well, I uh, stand corrected. I'll admit it. Yes, it hey, wasn't look, the best choice. Look at me. Like, I, I was always the comedy guy at Marvel, but I really wanted to do some more serious stuff when I'm doing it DC. So I support anybody that comes from comedy and does drama. You know, someone like Jordan Peele, who just has blown up the, the horror world by coming from comedy and showing that he can do like serious stuff. I love that. That's like something I really support. And I support these movies. Yeah, I agree. I'm not in favor of it. I'm not going to go see it. That's fine. Like, again, I'm not, I'm not like going to put a picket. Like you can tell, obviously I am going to hate this movie. Do I think it should not be made? Absolutely not. I think everyone should have freedom to make whatever the fuck they want. As long as it's not like, you know, fucking Nazi propaganda people. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think that I won't go see it, but then I feel like I'm going to because because I'm with a super fan. yeah. Yeah. She loves Lady Gaga and because she loves Lady Gaga, I have liked Lady Gaga more through her, which is, which is lovely. And we went to go see her concert like last year and it was an amazing show. So uh, we'll see what happens. All right, bud, let's move on. Let's do our casting call for our live action Batman, the animated series universe. For those that don't know, every time we watch an episode, if there's a new character, we cast them in our fantasy world of what Batman, the animated series would look like in the modern day live action. So we're going to recast or cast the sewer king in this case for this episode buddy who is your choice for the sewer king in your live action universe i think it needs to be somebody uh theatrical um comedic as well because oh my god there's one delivery of a line at the end of this episode that had me in hysterics you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i think i do we'll wait for the review yeah i had to watch it three times because it was just so <laughs> over the top <laughs> Um, so my initial thought when I was watching this and I was thinking about casting was, do you know that actor, he was in, um, uh, that wrestling movie from like the nineties, two thousands with the guy from scream, David's. Oh, David Arquette. You know, the, his trainer that's like Sal Malini or whatever. Sal Bandini. Yeah. Uh, Martin Martin Landau. Yeah. Martin Landau. Yeah. 
Um, he was my first like choice in my head, but obviously he's dead. Yes. Um, just cause he sounded like him. So I thought like, it's a fun character that someone could probably like chew the bit on it. It's not an important character. Um, so someone that could do funny and dramatic and just like have a presence can wear a bit of prosthetics and stuff like that. My choice is Bruce Campbell. Oh, that's a pretty good choice. Just Bruce Campbell down in the sewers, surrounded by children. Like, come on, kiddies. Like, you, know, you yeah. can get made all this stuff. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because he's got to go from a range of being like, I'm down here and then I'm screaming. And then I go back down again. And Bruce, yeah? Bruce Campbell's basically like the Hades from Hercules in real life. Yeah. Oh, well, he'd be a good choice for a live action Hercules movie. Uh, we've done that on this podcast before and you poo pooed me for it. I think that's a good choice. So if I did, I apologize. I wasn't thinking straight. That's a good idea. All right, bud. For the same reasons, I have chosen my choice for the comedy chops and like just his presence and the way he looks and acts. My choice for the sewer king is Ty Burrell from Modern Family. I think <laughs> he would make an excellent sewer king yeah he with, would with his like blacked out one eyeglass yeah. and i could see him in that red robe and i can see him like going big and then like bringing it down so yeah i mean both choices are are great um i don't know if this is going to be one where we like have to throw it out to the listeners yeah or... throw it out to the listener. bruce campbell or tyrell they're, they're very both very good choices for different reasons yes you know that i'm re-watching modern family right now so i'm on a modern family kick yeah, so I'm a, I'm like, uh, did I hit the nail on the head there as you well? Did. He could he could easily do it. Yeah, Phil, Dun- it, Phil Dunphy could easily be the sewer king. Yeah, he could. We'll throw it out, guys. Go check us out at Batman TAS Pod or on Twitter at Batman TAS Pod One because we're the number one Batman the animated series podcast, and you'll be able to vote there on who you think should be a better choice for the sewer king. All right, buddy, let's get into this review. <laughs> Okay, this episode is titled The Underdwellers. It came out on October 31st, 1992. No, it was Halloween. Di- it came out on Halloween, yeah. Directed by Frank Parr, written by Jules Dennis and Richard Mueller. Featuring Kevin Conroy as Batman Bruce Wayne, Efren Zimbalist Jr. as Alfred Pennyworth, Victoria Carroll as Matron, and Michael Pataki as the Sewer King. So, some creds for some of the actors and directors and writers. Michael Pataki died in 2010 at the age of 72. He played Dr. Hoffman in Halloween 4. He played Nikolai Koloff in Rocky 4. He played Mime Number 4 in East Rider. There's a lot of fours in his creds. And he also played the warden and the coach in Dexter's Lab. Do you remember the warden and the coach in those shows? The show? Vaguely, too. I remember the coach. He died the age that Michael Keaton is now, then. Yes. Why did you compare? (laughs) Yes, he did. Some people live past 72. Some people die at 72. (laughs) Just as a comparison. Okay. I like like stats. Everything is before or after Keaton. (laughs) (laughs) BK. (laughs) BK. BK. Director Frank Poir. (laughs) Frank You're laughing. I know why you're laughing, because it sounds like a fart. We said this is kids. (laughs) Frank Poir. Mr. Poir. Paging Dr. Point. You know what you wanted in surgery room three? <laughs> Paging Dr. Point. <laughs> <laughs> what 
what do you think, Dr. Point? <laughs> Who farted? Oh, I can't, I can't if someone's giving me a diagnosis. <laughs> Hello, I'm your doctor, Dr. Point. Um, <laughs> Why is it so funny? <laughs> because our family has always spelt farts as PWA. Point. <laughs> and that's the noise that, like, I still make my wife laugh all the time. If we're watching a show, if someone says something that kind of means they could potentially be talking about a fart or like they're like someone's, you know, you're watching a drama. So it's like, I have something very serious to tell you. I'll always out loud. Just go. <laughs> and it'll always make her laugh because, and she hates that she laughs at it as well. I should not find that funny. And we watch a lot of golf. And usually if it's like a serious shot, like she's like, I know you're going to do it. And like the moment they lift that club and then they hit it. Oh, so funny. <laughs> But I'm sorry if if, if Poir is listening. I'm so sorry. It's but what I'm if not, it's not pronounced Poir? What if it's like it's P A U R? So it could be Frank Poir. Frank but, Poir. But then it sounds like you smelt a bad fart. This is I'm sorry. All right, for the director of this episode, Frank Poir, has directed 16 episodes of Batman the Animated Series, oh, as well wow. as. As well as a sequence director for Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, he also directed 16 episodes of the show Gargoyles, 18 episodes of Todd McFarlane's Spawn, three episodes of Men in Black, the cartoon, 17 episodes of X-Men The Evolution, and 38 episodes of Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, I love that show. Always we will fight as one. There was two Avengers shows. Was that the one I like? It is the one. Yeah. Forever Avengers Assemble. No, that's the one that you don't like. That's got the better name, but Earth's Mightiest Heroes was the one that we both really liked. Well, speaking of gargles, did I tell you that I was offered to like draw that series with the series creator at Dynamite? No. Yeah, I couldn't take it because I was busy, but they like pretty much bringing gargles back. I think the book's out now, but yeah, I was offered to be the artist on that. Oh, that's interesting. Well, that's a cool little fun fact. Yeah, um, yeah that would have been, if you could have done it, that would have been cool. But, like, also, you know. I didn't watch like, the show as a kid, so that's why I passed That's what I was about it's to say. We, to me. we didn't watch it, yeah. Uh, writer Jules Dennis has written four episodes of Batman the Animated Series, as well as episodes for Real Ghostbusters, Freakazoid, Mighty Max, Action Man, Street Sharks, Extreme, oh, yeah. Extreme Dinosaurs. Do you remember this show? Extreme Dinosaurs, no. I had totally forgotten about, and I googled it. It's about dinosaurs that live on the moon, and they're like street sharks combined with dinosaurs, or like Ninja oh. Turtles, and they're trying to stop a bunch of evil raptors from turning the world into a more, like, destroying the ozone so they can turn the world into a more, like, hot-friendly environment for their their dino companions. I don't recognize these guys at all, but they look awesome. Yeah, it was it was one of those shows that like Street Sharks, Biker Mice from Mars, Ninja Turtles, where they were blending people with SWAT cats. You know, they were blending people with all these animals, and it was one that I watched that I totally forgot about. So it's one of my goals with my comic book company is to acquire IPs, and I want to acquire Biker Mice from Mars, Street Sharks, like all of those like off-brand turtles. Uh, knockoffs. Extreme Dinosaurs. Extreme Dinosaurs would definitely be one of them. And I just want to do like a big like Avengers Age of Ultron crossover with all of them. That would be sick. Oh my God. Just to see like the Biker Mice from Mars, Street Sharks, Extreme Dinosaurs, all of them like charging at the bad guys, which could be the Velociraptors from... Like, you know, you could have an alien invasion coming from outer space and who's the first people to see it? The Biker Mice from Mars. Oh. 
that enters into. It just sounds fun as shit. Could you imagine drawing like like a cover full of biker mice and Mars and street sharks and extreme dinosaurs? Well, you can't do Ninja Turtles, but yeah, all of those like off-brand. IW do a crossover. IW just announced a pretty cool crossover, which is Turtles vs Street Fighter, which I was like, I want. Whoa. And draw that. So I immediately wow. emailed my ed- Turtles editor. I was like, hello, I would like to do a cover for this, please. <laughs> I <laughs> love Street Fighter and Turtles. That'd be really cool. Uh, writer, the other writer of this episode, Richard Mueller, co-wrote the same four episodes of Batman the Animated Series with Jules Dennis. He also wrote episodes for Our Real Ghostbusters, Captain Planet, Biker Mice from Mars, Mighty Max, X-Men the Animated Series, Mummies Alive, which is another show I forgot about. That was oh my funny. God, that sounds familiar. Mummies Alive. It was an animated show about these, like, mummies that would gain these superpowers when they needed to. Another one that was, like, in the vein of, like... Bucky O'Hare. Do you remember Bucky O'Hare? Of course I do. And these guys look awesome. The villains look cool as well. It's all like uh, Egyptian themed and stuff. Yeah, it was a great show. I watched I watched a lot of that as well. There was a lot of like creds for these writers that brought me way back to the early 90s. And uh, property I'll have to scoop up at Speech Comics. And finally, Richard Muller wrote for Robocop Alpha Commando, which we've established off pod was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. I had toys of this. I watched it every morning. I loved Robocop and I love this show. So mm. I'm totally down. You know, I love Robocop, bud. I think he's fucking cool. I think he's great. He's such a cool character and his name is Alex. So maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> As a kid, I was like someone with my name, but he's a robot freak with with a bald head and no penis. Okay, so uh, director Frank Poin said of this episode, it was my first episode as director, and there are still things in it that I cringe at. Usually when we get an episode, we get a lot of discretion and change things. I wish I'd have been able to spend more time on that script. Another problem at the time was that we had storyboard people who made things difficult. I found myself going back two or three times to fix scenes. They didn't quite understand we were shooting for a higher standard, so there was always a constant drain on my time. That whole opening, the kids playing chicken with the train, should have been cut. That's what we had to contend with at the beginning of the season. We had these little public service announcements worked into the scripts, a concept we nixed really quick. So that's interesting that they were made to put those like things in there as a PSA for kids. And I noticed that a lot in this episode when Batman's just like, if you play chicken long enough, you fry when talking to the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, uh, it didn't tell me that it was a PS. Like I didn't realize it was a PSA to begin with. Well, and also when he grabs the gun from the kid and he's like, children and guns never mix. Like that was a total PSA. Yeah, I guess so. But I think, you know, he has a reason to say that. Like he says childhood trauma with guns. True. It does. And it works in the show, but I felt like they were definitely talking to kids a lot in this episode. You know, it's one thing I realized while watch this one like why batman brings in wards and kids and stuff is because like he like as a kid after his parents died he must have thought like i'm so lucky to have like alfred in the home and all the stuff to go through but there's kids that don't have what i have and if i can, oh you went deep on this episode and if i can if i can like provide a little bit of like hope and like peace for them in the worst times of their life then I feel like I'm doing more than fighting criminals on the street. Like that was one thing that I took from this episode. Where I was like, and he took it. Batman took it really personally, didn't he? Like, yeah, he like he straight up into his home. 
Yeah, and also he said to the sewer king, like, this for the judge and courts to decide, but I'm like, I'm really tempted. Well, think about it. They're all orphans. That's, yeah. And that's what he was. And they, yeah. none, but they didn't have Wayne Manor to go to, so they had to follow this awful guy in the sewer. I actually really enjoyed this episode. By so, me. yeah, okay, so fun, some fun facts, and then we'll get into review, because I did too. The sewer king's line, a few hours in the light will make Jack a bright boy, is influenced, obviously, by The Shinings, or yeah. work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. This episode has the smallest credited cast of the entire DCAU, with only four names listed, so it's a very tiny cast for this episode. The plot of this episode has many similarities to Charles, to Charles dickens oliver twist the sewer king wears glasses with just the left glass being darkened now i left this in here because my girlfriend when we first met right and we went on a few dates she's like do you have any like fun fact to tell me and i was like what do you mean she's like what's something that like you know that people usually don't know so i was like Okay, and my go-to until only a few years ago was from Batman the Animated Series, which is you can't read in your dreams because you dream with the Mm. the right side and you read with the left side, which is total bullshit. But at the time, I thought it was true. And she was like, wow, that is a cool fact. Did not know that. Then she's like, want to know mine? Do you know why pirates wear eye patches? And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have heard this, yeah. And she's like, Well, they wear eye patches because they would have to go above and below deck all the time. And obviously, below deck is completely dark. So what they would do is they wear their eye patch, which would get acclimated. That eye would get acclimated to the dark. And then when they go below deck, they pull the eye patch over to the other eye that's obviously been blinded by the light. And the eye that's been revealed, that's only been acclimated to the dark, can see in the dark below deck. I was like, That's a really cool fact. Have you confirmed? this fact yes i have and it even says it here uh that the sewer king wore a left eyeglass being darkened and this would have helped him to see well instantly when entering dark areas from bright and vice versa as his left eye would always have been dark adapted and his right eye would have been light adapted pirates often used eye patches on one eye for the same purpose so when i showed her this she was like vindication (laughs) okay uh next fun fact the villains of this episode seem to draw heavily from the x-men's morlock a group of mutants who live in the sewers and resort to thievery so that sounds very similar to this and then finally batman says later to the alligators as a nod to the phrase later gator all right those are my fun facts done let's get into our review what did you think of this episode well i went into it expected to be the worst thing i was ever going to see but it really was not like i said i like fell in love with the idea of batman like this is like it's a shame that Robin's already Robin because this is like a nice like tease of like him contemplating the idea of taking people in. Yes. I also thought that this episode was going to end with opening, you know, a- an orphanage for all these children to give them a better home, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, at the end, they're all like, they come out of the sewers and the police are there and I'm like, and what happens to them? That lady just takes them off, doesn't she? Yeah. To a, probably to a shitty orphanage. But uh, I guess it's better than the sewer. It would have been a nice, like, ending for where And then meeting the kid as Bruce would have been cool, not Batman. Oh, that would have been such a great scene. And then the kid, he goes into the car, he watches him leave, and he goes in the car, and Alfred's, like, putting him in the car, and he knows Alfred, obviously. So the kid's like, oh, that's Dude, that is genius. I love that. And that could have been a minute, you know, like... (laughs) 
that would have been so good as a as a bookend to this episode because yeah i felt i liked this episode i was surprised actually that i liked it um but i felt like some of the like him trying to look for the hideout and some of the sewer scenes were drawn out and i'm like just cut that back a bit and then if we put in your idea in place it would have been like such a like chef's kiss episode Mm. like that's a really good idea so what did you think of the sewer king just a stereotypical bad guy, right? Like, when the kids leave, he has a maniac laugh for no reason at all. What's the line that you kept on Oh, watching? you want me to tell you the thing that cracked me up the most? Yes, because I'm not sure if I know. Okay, uh, well, towards the end, Batman and him are fighting on top of pipes. And uh, he's trying to knock Batman into the water so his alligators can eat him. Um, and then Batman trips the guy, so he's falling into the water. And Batman says take my hand and he just screams at the top of his lungs never like i'm never gonna take your fucking hand bitch ever (laughs) i know exactly what you're talking about and that was really funny i love that he just he the never lasted so long as he was falling into the water as well like a good like two seconds i'm like how how big was that drop um also in that scene batman literally kicks him into the gator water yes he has that feeble attempt to take my hand but after he falls in the water he's like a gruesome fate for a gruesome man and he totally accepts that he's Mm. just killed someone right well he didn't kill him but he accepts that he has he doesn't know that he's alive in that moment he kicks him into the water tries to save him this guy yeah and then he's just like well okay gruesome fate for a gruesome man i'm like where's your code bruce what happened to that one um i think sewer king is pretty good he's not like he's not thought out as much as i hope as other villains are in this show copy and paste we've seen this type of guy he's very disney villain is what i think he had a weird episode's very disney the animation of the children and stuff it doesn't look like bruce tim's art style does it no it doesn't it feels a bit like you ever see that movie the rescuers the animated movie with the two mice and there was that reminds me of the the animation for there was like an old pirate show that we watched as kids um pirates of dark water yes pirates of dark water yes like yes it did yeah like he the sewer king he had a weird speech pattern just be like ah for you two 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 like he just like would like do a couple words a couple times yes he would and he's like that is true that is true that is true yes 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 yes. (laughs) he had to say things three times like an obsession like ocd i must must say it get me a whole cooked chicken (laughs) where did he get that chicken where did he get it Obviously, someone had to go into someone's oven and take, like, a giant Thanksgiving turkey. Because it even had, like, gravy and potatoes at the bottom of it. I know. And they got to bring that down. you buy from the store. And you got to bring that down in the sewer. And, like, yeah. oh, it's going to be awful. So I liked when the two kids were on top of the train playing chicken. And one just looks over his shoulder and Batman is just there. Mm. And it scares the kids so much that he just bails off the train. Like, they're going 100 miles per hour on that train. That kid is dead. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there wasn't water. They're they, on a bridge, aren't they? Like, where They're on a bridge. Go? Exactly. Because at the end, when Batman has them both, and he's like, you play chicken long enough, you fry. They're both off that bridge and they're standing on pavement. And I'm like... That kid is dead. Like that's a ghost. How does how is he how is he alive? And as I, as we were saying, with you play chicken long enough. Do you think Batman called Alfred and was like, "I need a good chicken joke"? <laughs> like, well, I just got these it. kids. 
You'll get it from Alpha because he was in such a silly mood in this episode. It was fantastic. He was. I really liked seeing him like try and teach the kid how to be like you know more of a gentleman and such. And yeah. he kept on taking the silverware, kept on pocketing no, it. That was all very funny. I mean, when you first see Alfred in in, I think Alfred's had a couple of drinks by the way. Yes, when you first see him in the Batcave because he's in the background like listening to the radio and like he's like what don't fancy Brahms tonight sir and he also he didn't believe he laughed when bruce said like a leprechaun leprechaun. and i'm like alfred you know gotham is full of these fantastical villains like i thought um, a giant man bat the other day (laughs) or a giant venus flytrap that was eating men but like Uh, it wasn't there you can't prove it he draws the line at leprechauns like what the fuck and he's just like in the background he's like ah holiday play some golf and stuff like (laughs) he does like a big golf swing it seems like he's had like a few ports and he's like having a good time (laughs) i like drunk alfred he's fun yeah uh, so Batman does this like jumping across car rooftops in traffic at one point. And I'm thinking, why didn't you just back grapple over it for one? And also, did you see there's a guy that's way too big for his car that like, he's like, yeah. Hey, yeah. he's like the size of his car. I'm like, what are you driving there? <laughs> hey, that's my back. You just jumped on. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how, uh, when the police, uh, officer was like driving down when she sees Batman, she sees bat signals in her pupils. Did you see that? Yes, I did see that. Yeah. I I thought that was fun. So when the kid whacks himself in the shin with the hoe, I winced. Did you feel that? Like, I know that <laughs> it's pain. Like, it's like family guy with Peter Griffin, like, ah, ah. <laughs> like when I saw that, I was like, Ooh. but why and, did the other kid tell him to stop? Like, what if you complain about your work, what is the sewer king going to beat you or something? You can't talk like, you know, make no noise. Oh, so him going, right. ah, was making a noise. Gotcha. I didn't even um, two two together that none of the children make noises. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of his rules. Uh, when Sewer King yes, yes, no noises. I'll speak all the words for you, 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 you. <laughs> I'll say it three times, 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 times. <laughs> when the Sewer King grabs the kid who spoke for punishment. I thought it was going to be something awful, like, I'm going to feed you to my alligators. Yeah. But instead, your fingers. But instead, he just throws him in, like, a, a locked room with some LEDs. And I'm like, that's not so bad. Like, at first, he'd probably be like, oh, it's bright. But then after a while, he's like, wait a minute, I'm adjusted to this. I don't oh, know. To... If only I could close my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Close his eyes. And also, like, you get a break from this horrible work he's putting you through, right? You're just in a room. You're like, all right, I'll have a sleep. This is nice. Batman breaking out his infrared goggles from episode one. Your favorite is little infrared, like yeah, detective goggles. Yeah, Cyclops. Very. I thought it was pretty cool, though. And Batman's this great detective, right? And he has these gadgets to help him out of any situation. Mm. Yet he fails to see a bunch of fucking tin cans tied to a rope yeah, just above yeah. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and he trip he trips this ghetto alarm like. I'm like, how did you do that? That's a classic, like, old school alarm system. Like, uh, I love that. But, and also, like, he used those, that visor to, like, find this, like, brick wall entrance. But isn't he just going in the fucking sewers? Like, why can't you just lift up Manlet up and go in the sewers? That's a very good point. Why do you have to go through, like, this, like, cut out brick wall thing? Like, he's already kicking down the doors once he's in the sewers anyway and chopping off doorknobs and stuff. He could have just... Gone in the sewers. Yeah, because at, at, at points we see the kids come out of, like, secret entrances when they're running around the streets. But other times we see them coming out of manholes. So, yeah, yeah, they obviously... Maybe the sewers is such a, like, complicated maze that door was, like, the quickest route to it. 
I don't know. I'm it sure doesn't. Batman would have studied the sewer systems and yeah. known them. Yeah, because he's so fucking cool. I love Bad, that. Badass. <laughs> oh, it must be so annoying to be Batman. Like, I've learned everything. And then, like, city planning changes loads of stuff. It's like, I got over it. I got to spend, like, a week studying. <laughs> <laughs> they changed Upper East Side. It's really annoying. Yeah. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Who's building uh, all this? Wayne Enterprises, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <brilliant>. <laughs> What do you think of Batman's uh, Batmobile security in this episode? Uh, I love that the kid, like, thought it was super cool, you know? Yeah, but it was a fucking, part, like, a big pail of garbage. Yeah. No I, one's going to fuck with that. But how did it come out and, like, go underneath the car? Because it was, it was fake garbage. But uh, the way it, like, broke down, like, these four, these, yeah. Yeah, like, four walls of the yeah. garbage pail broke down, and then suddenly all went underneath the Batmobile, and I'm like, how did they do that? This skinny Batmobile. Lucius Fox has been working hard. <laughs> I love how you're like, no, that totally makes sense. <laughs> I have no problem with this. I don't believe in leprechauns, but <laughs> that makes sense. So the hypnosis tool Batman has in the Batmobile to yes. put the kid to sleep that seems really dangerous because yeah, it seems like kind of like rapey as well, right? It, it seemed a that's, little that's like Cosby special, right? There. Oh, no. <laughs> it did seem a bit like that. And also what if he's driving one night and accidentally turns it on? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's dead. It's like, oh, Alfred's calling me. Let me just turn on my machine. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> sir, sir. <laughs> Oh God! Turn that bloody machine on again. <laughs> uh, I'll be there in a moment to pick you up. <laughs> just find some sleeping in the bathroom. <laughs> it's just upside down. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I can sleep, Alfred. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Alfred taking care of the kid was really jokes, as we said. Love it. I really love. It. I thought it was heartwarming thinking that that guy raised like a young bruce when he was just been through tragedy and and doing it to this kid as well and treating him normally i love all that stuff it makes me love alfred as character stuff like that yeah especially Um, because he says like i don't know anything about children and batman just smiles because he does but like to alfred he doesn't realize how much like he took care of bruce you know as a young boy when he really needed it and um the one thing I didn't get though was the old like you know he was like he needs to be bathed, fed, and put to bed, and then I was like I don't know about that order. Yes, but he, I was like that's the best order. Order, because and, then and he's, so he's clean. Like, Instead, I'm going to put him into a clean bed, sir, and he's come he's from the sewers. The sewers, <laughs> and I was going to wake him up where he's covered in all this, the sheets and stinky sewer goo. And then I'm going to pick him up and talk about, God, he smells and put him in the bath. I'm going to feed him. I'm going to put him to bed and then I'll wash him. Yeah. And also him putting him in the bath was like what I have to do with my dog when putting him in the bath. Like my dog literally <laughs> grabs onto the sides of the door frame and is like, no, no, yeah. take me in there. But I really loved when Bruce was watching dressed as Batman just watching like Alfred run around with the kid, like in the back cave and stuff like that. And he smiled. Like, I love shit like that. Yeah. That was fun. And he's like, I wonder if I was that um, much of a menace. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, so what did you think of Batman versus the alligators? I just drew it last year. (laughs) Oh my God, you did. That's right. In the killer croc story. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's really cool. Batman finding a bunch of alligators and crocodiles in the sewers. Um, yeah, it was it was fine. I, I, I thought like that's the only reason that 
this guy could thwart Batman in any way, right? Fighting these crocs. Yeah, I mean, he's no match for Batman physically. Uh, <laughs> At one point, he like opens a croc's mouth so wide, and the croc goes like, oh, like his eyes light up. He, I think and he then, murdered that crocodile. You think he killed him there? He breaks the jaw. Like, he's holding it, like, open so he doesn't bite. And then he forces it. And when he forces it, the croc's eye, like... Lights up. Oh, my God, you're right. He killed that fucking... He killed that. He killed that game. as we've established, Batman is a murderer, but only of, like, animals and plants and things. Yeah. we all are. (laughs) (laughs) So Batman implies that he's tempted to kill the Sewer King after saving him from being run... Yeah, whole episode, he's like, I'm going to murder this motherfucker. Yeah, and what I don't get is he's just like, I'm tempted to do it myself. But only mm. a few minutes ago, he kicked him into an alligator-infested waters and was just like, a gruesome fate for a gruesome man. <laughs> and I'm like, buddy, you accepted that you had killed him moments ago, and now when you have the chance, you're like, mm, nah, I've changed my mind. <laughs> I'm going to leave you to the courts. So the kids are rescued from the sewers as the sun rises and Batman watches from the rooftops with his cape blowing in the wind. And that is the end of the episode. And I'd much rather your ending, bud, where you have a quick scene of them in the orphanage owned by the Wayne Foundation. And Bruce Wayne comes to visit. And as he's getting into the car, the kid sees Alfred. Letting Alfred, the- Alfred gives him a little wink. Yes. And then he's like, oh, my God. Batman, Bruce Wayne, like both of them have saved me and given me like, you know, hope for my future. What a great ending that would have been. I love your ending. Speaking of love. (laughs) You're welcome. Speaking of love, do you ever love that Batman moment? Love that Batman. I had a few. It was, it was hard to, like, so I have three. I had three as well, and I narrowed it down to one. So for those that don't know, this is the segment where we pick out our favorite Batman moment from each episode. Batman is so cool, especially in this show, and the animators really knew how to depict that. So I, I mean, we've got to each pick one. We can't have three. Well, I'm going to lay out my three and then decide which one is my All right, favorite. lay them out. My first one is very simple, but it's at the intro where, like, Batman is perfectly framed with the moon behind him as he's looking at the train, or he's just seen the train. Okay. And his cape's blowing, and it's it's just like this big moon behind him. That's something I really like to do when I when I draw, especially Batman. If you see any of my Batman work, there's always a big moon in the background. So I really liked that. And then there's a shot when he's going through the sewers, and he's got the his torch on and his face is like underlit and he's like looking really menacing as his face is underlit and then the final one is this is a shot which you know we love silhouette of batman comes out of the darkness like in the sewers towards the end um well I, one of those is kind of like mine but i'm not sure so i'll get to that my first one was similar but it's when batman is on the train with those kids because the moment the kid turns around batman's there like you don't see him drop down or anything he's literally he's not there and then suddenly he's there and i love that yeah um my second one is when he discovers the secret entrance to the sewers and he runs towards camera and the bat signal is the last thing that you see as it like hits the screen i thought that was pretty cool uh and my final one which is the winner in my 
my opinion, is Sewer King thinks Batman is dead, he's gotten away, when suddenly the door like blows open from an explosive. Yeah, and Batman just walks towards him like a badass in the smoke. He's just like, what's like, I'm coming for you. Like, there's no escape. I just love that. So that's my favorite one. Yeah, let's go with that one. All right. Are you ready for Riddle Me This, William? I am. Focus! 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 But you'll still have to answer the riddle. I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. This is a quiz game that I play where I ask my brother a bunch of questions about this episode to make sure he's paying attention. If he no, gets, I, I watched this on my phone in bed this morning, so we'll see how well uh, this goes. We see how well this goes. If he gets three points or more, he lives. If he gets two points or less, he dies. So riddle me this, William. Question one: Who did the older woman say stole her purse to the police officer? Correct. Question two. Where and what activity did Alfred suggest for Bruce's vacation? Golf. And where? Oh, uh, oh. uh, Somewhere hot. Starts with B. Yes. Not the Bahamas. Yes, it's the Bahamas. Yeah. Congratulations. You got that one right. So if you get this one right, you're not going to die. What was Sewer King's lesson number one to the children? Oh, my God. That's not one, no talking? Yes, correct. I was going to say, we just talked about this. No, no talking, talking. No, no, no. You don't talk, 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 talk. No, you do, 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 do. I have a speech impediment. Question four. What is the kid's name in the sewers? What is he called? Frog. Frog is correct. You're getting across the board. Question five. If you get this right, it's hands down. I got a bonus for you, but it won't count to overall points unless you get more. Question five. What two things do not mix ever? Guns and children. Correct. Five out of five. That's the first time you've ever done that on this show. And for the bonus, can you name... So if you get this right, you'll get another five points. You'll have ten points. Wow. For the bonus, name one name that Alfred says when trying to guess the child's name. I don't remember him trying to guess the child's name. He's chasing him over the throughout the bedroom, and he's, like, hiding under the bed, and he's trying Probably to put him in the bath. Timmy or something like that. No, no, it's not Timmy. Timmy. No, it's, there's no... There's no... I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's more, like, one-syllable names. He's like, uh, what's your name? Is it... Huh? John? No, that's a good guess. All right, well, this is the bonus. So I no, no, I was I just found his choices. Um, His choices seemed kind of obvious, but also weird in some of them. So his first one was Fred. So I was like, okay, Pete, and I'm like, Pete, why are you going to Pete next? Like it's somewhat common, I suppose. But I would thought Peter would have been more what Alfred would say than Pete. And then Leon. And I'm like, Leon? Where'd you get that one from, Alfred? I just watched Leon the Professional, as this is the 90s, and I rather enjoyed it. It's like a man taking care of a young child, kind of like what I'm doing here. (laughs) You could be my young child. (laughs) Don't fall in love with me, Fred. (laughs) Pete, Leon, whatever your name is. That's his full name. Fred Pete Leon. (laughs) FPL. FPL. I like it. 
A fat pussy lives. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, all right. Our next segment is Ace the Bat Sound, where I will play a musical cue for my brother. That oh, is good music in this episode, by the way. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about the music. Oh, yes. Excellent. I thought it was good. It had that like it had a bit of an Oliver Twist feel to the music as well, I felt like. And right. um, uh, yeah, just yeah, I really liked it. OK, Ace the Bat Sound. This is where I will play a musical clip for my brother and also for you at home. If you can name the character that this musical clip was created for. And this is their first appearance. If you can name the character, you get one point. If you can describe the episode it's from, you get two points. If you can name that episode, you get three points. So a total of six points up for grabs. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Ready? Yes, Triple H. Bud, do you have a guess of the character that musical score is for? I remember you all the time going, yeah, 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 yeah. So you did it at a much higher pitch that I can't do anymore. <laughs> um, I think I would do it like, wah, wah, yeah. wah, wah. Yeah. I am creepy. So who have we done? So... I, you can obviously, I'll give you a minute to think, but I also have a voice clip that obviously gives you a hint if you need the help as well. And this voice clip is not as obvious as I've made the other ones be. It's not the Mad Hatter. It's not the Mad Hatter, correct? You're looking at me like, am I right or am I wrong? Trying to give you a good poker face. It's got a real darkness to it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Killer Croc? No. I know the song. You know the song. Okay. I'm going to give you the voice clip now. Okay. And then you have another go at trying to guess. Oh. I remember that one. I used to sing it all the fucking time. It's Clayface. Incorrect. It is not what? Clayface. What's the... Oh, but the Clayface... It's another face... So this is Two Faces music? This is Two Faces music. Interesting. Yeah, and that was obviously when he first sees his face. I don't know, because Clayface is, I'm Clayface. Yeah. I'm Clayface. I'm Clayface. I'm Clayface. Yep. That's, I mean, that's how we remembered that, because we would sing that. Clayface. We, because I'd listened to all of these in like 2014 when I moved back to England, we were living together. I remember just like singing all of these scores and us putting together like our funny little riffs on them, like Clayface. Um, so yeah, that is obviously Two Face. They describe the episode well, it's when Harvey Dent is revealed to have a dual personality and Two-Face is created by an accident. And then the name of the episode, Two-Face Part One. Right. So, 
Uh, I thought if he remembers, he'll definitely remember. Like if you remembered that was two faces, you would remember what happened in the episode. Yeah. And also you could probably take Harvey. a pretty good guess. No. <laughs> I almost put that in there, but I would be like, that's such a giveaway if I did. All right. Last category of the day. What you're doing with your life, buddy. What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening to? What keeps you going and entertained? I'm still rewatching The Walking Dead, and I'm on the Negan part now, which I'm enjoying a lot more than the first time around because I have to wait week to week. So when you get a filler in an episode of like, there's this character going off to discover this for the whole episode, instead of being like, oh, I spent a week on this shit, you've spent 40 minutes on it. And like, since I've seen the show already, me and my wife dip in and out on our phones. Like, a zombie pops up, we watch it, and then we don't. It's been a lot better. And also, I forgot how fucking diabolical Negan actually is. Like, right. crazy evil. Like, the fact that he was going to force Rick to chop his own child's arm off. Oh, through, God, that's... You were telling me about him, that. Like, you are, like, like, I own you now. But, like, I forgot that he... Everyone that he, he forces to join him, he takes their wives, and they're all married to him. And he is oh, yeah. all the time. And if he get, catches you, like, one of them cheating on, like, one of their old spouses, he burns an iron on your fucking face. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, and there's just way more other layers and layers of, like, evilness that he does. Like, it's absolutely crazy. Like, my wife keeps saying, like, wow, I can't believe how, like, this didn't, like, affect me at all when I first saw this. And now I'm like, this guy is the worst person I've ever seen. Like, it's like... Nigga would be cancelled in today's world because oh, he was yeah. some awful, awful shit. Definitely. Real, real bad. Like, rapes people, he, he tortures people, and he, he, like, murders people. He's he's really, really diabolical. And he plays crazy mind games. Like, this guy with his wife, he's like, do you want to go have sex with my wife? Like, I'll let you go. You've earned it. Like, it's, and it's like, that's that guy's wife he's talking about. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Really, really good. So I'm thoroughly enjoying the rewatch of that. And just seeing like some good old zombies. There's like there's so much zombie action in the walk that you just forget it. Like, you know what's one thing I forgot that I saw was uh Rick and Michonne in two cars with a big metal wire in between them, a giant horde of zombies, and they drive down the motorway and they just chop all their fucking. Oh, that's off. cool. I forgot and about it's that. So fucking cool, Wig. It's just oh. Yeah. So really enjoying that. Your week. Um, this is your weekly pitch to me to rewatch The Walking Dead, yeah, but well, it's, it's good. But every time you do, I'm just like I'm enjoying living secondhand. Watch through you, and like yeah. getting the highlights. It's been fun. Funny enough, I just saw my Facebook memories uh, a post from me from seven years ago. Something of me being like, I'm gonna start watching The Walking Dead. This is fucking boring now, and I hate it. It's like post Negan, like when um, Rick's gone and stuff like that. Right. Um, Anyway, yeah, enjoying that show. Uh, in terms of what I'm listening to, I've been listening to this uh, podcast called Comics Launch, which is made by the people uh, at Comics Tribe, Tyler James, who I once worked with on a book back in my indie days. I did uh, a book for his big line called Scam. And just learning the ropes of what to do and not to do with Kickstarters. And I've become obsessed with stuff like that. And I've also been learning new stuff on how to letter and and color even because I just want to, uh, just want to make more comics, bud. Hell yeah. And, um, you know, I want to make outbreaks and I hope that's successful, but at the same time, I want to make my own comic under my imprint and bring it to 
Kickstarter, but not have to pay for colors or anything like that. I want the whole book just done and just like want to raise enough to get it printed, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, absolutely, man. I mean, you do so much research. You always do when you go into these things and it shows. So hopefully it pays off. Um, There's something else. Oh, um, there's this new golf documentary on Netflix. That's like all about, it's fun because I got my wife into golf last year. Um, Right. And this documentary is covering like all the drama behind the scenes of what happened last year in golf. Cause I got my wife into golf in a pretty good year when like a rival golf company started. And these oh, yeah. Were, like, it's kind of like companies. wrestling, right? When like. It is. It's WCW versus WWF. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, I just finished watching Samurai Jack. I have completed watching it. It is better than I could ever remember. Not only were there so many episodes in season four that I had never seen before which were absolutely just great to watch. Cause I'm like, this is like getting new Samurai Jack, but the final season besides two episodes is very good. I was surprised at how much I actually really enjoyed it. There's a lot of journey that, that like is inside Jack and he needs to be the, in not only like in the right mindset, but the the right person for the job like the sword he doesn't lose the sword it abandons him and like mm. you know he's tolling he's got the dark side of his samurai jack personality like screaming him all the time he's got these like sam- like samurai ghosts that are basically like we're here to take you to the afterlife yeah. like you failed and you're not going to do this and you should kill yourself and it's so dark and incredible aku's daughter being the one that he falls in love with and like she is bred to kill samurai jack and then slowly realizes her dad is the one that has destroyed this earth and jack needs to go back and then yeah the heartbreaking end where she i love when she gets aku's powers and he's like you have aku's powers and she's like i do and then she just lets out the time portal out of her mouth and they drop down and aku in the future is like Oh no. And then they go back into the past. We see Samurai Jack being sent to the future. And he's like, we will meet again, Samurai Jack. And then he pops out. He's like, so soon. (laughs) (laughs) And Jack's just like, Aku and just jumps and cuts him down. And that's it. Aku is dead. And you're like, wow, he's done it. And then he gets married and she dies because Aku never existed in the future and couldn't give birth to her. But it's a great, and he, like, he contemplates the ending is so beautiful just under that tree as the season's changing and he's, like, depressed. But then he realizes, like, but I've completed my mission and life is just starting for me now Mm. and I've got to go on. Like, imagine being Samurai Jack and you've thrown into the future for 50 years, you don't age, you can't get back in time, there's nothing you can do, you've lost your sword, you've lost your mind. And then suddenly you're home and like your parents are alive and everything's back to normal and you've lived this other life. Yeah. Like that's like Frodo and Sam coming back from dropping the ring off in the fucking volcano of Mount Doom and then being like, he had to fuck off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, now there's, did you catch, I bet you didn't catch it this time around, but there was, there's a line that really took me off guard in the the final season that cracked me up. You know, the Sammy Davis Jr. Robot, like, yeah, baby, I'm going to Okay. You do a great impression of that. When I heard him again this time around, I was like, it reminded me of you. But, uh, there's one point where he's, you know, when he's hopping around as a head. Yes. Uh, and he talks to one guy. I don't know if it's in your version of it. The one I watched cracked me up because he talks to this guy. Um, about like yeah thanks buddy and he walks off and he goes nah looked a bit like a penis 
Yes. Did you hear that bit? Dude, I... Okay, so... I take you completely off guard because you're like, they said penis in Samurai Jack. They said penis, and not only that, but he goes, look like a funny penis. And I'm like, did he just say a fucking penis? I was prepping, right? I was like doing my pizza stuff and like watching, but also yeah. prepping. And when I heard that, I was like, drop everything. What? And I, yeah. I mean, I rewound and I put the captions on. Cause I'm like, did he just, I said out loud, no one's in my house. Famous. I said, did he just say he looks like a fucking penis? <laughs> and he said, he looks like a funny penis. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He looks like a funny penis. And and it's just, so funny. And he did look like a funny penis. The he character. did. And I, just the fact that he, the guy said that, like, do you think that was in the script or do you think he was just like ad-libbing? He was just like at the end, like, yeah, guy looks like a funny penis. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I'm surprised it was allowed in. I know, obviously. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a continuation of a cartoon from like 15 years prior. You know, yeah. people watching it are going to be adults anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now I'm watching Superman, the animated series. Very much enjoying that. Lots of episodes because we didn't really watch that series lots as if kids. If it was on, we watched it. We did. But, like, there's so many episodes I don't know. Like, I know Batman, like, the back of my hand, but I don't know Superman that well. So I'm really enjoying delving down that. And there's lots of voice actors in it. And do you know what? Superman has some great villains that I have always underrated think- until now. Just like the animated series, I think the Superman the animated series is the best interpretation of that character as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Metallo is awesome. I love yep. Metallo. Um, and Parasite, both great yeah, villains. Great Lex Luthor as well. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that. And I watched Casablanca for the first time. <laughs> which is looking at your wig. <laughs> which I know is like 80 years hey guys, too I just saw Casablanca. <laughs> yeah. Came out in 1942, that movie. It's right. crazy. World War II was... Still going on, wasn't it? Still going on. Or it just finished? I'm not so sure. I, I always forget the dates. Yeah, I always forget the dates too. Um, so I've really enjoyed it. It was like the perfect day to watch it because it was like grey and cloudy outside. So I was like, oh, this goes with like the black and white feel. A beautiful and my- film. It is a beautiful film and looks great in 4K, like really well shot. Watched it, had my dog on the sofa, had some snacks, had like two hours to kill before I had to go to work. Watched it, really enjoyed it. It's a good movie. I see. Well, I see the hype. Have to expand your fantastic retro film repertoire. Well, slow well. down there. Slow down there, Sonny Jim. <laughs> have, have you ever seen Twelve Angry Men? No, I've never seen that movie. You should watch that movie. It's very good. Yeah, I've, I've heard Casablanca. Oh, okay. I've heard good things. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind checking out some of the older stuff. I loved well, the you like. Know, you know, my Apple is full of it. I've got. I just bought the Third Man, which um, is a good movie with uh, Orson Welles. Uh, I've obviously got Citizen Kane. Like, look, I was a film student for like five fucking years. I have all of this crap. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? Watching Casablanca. I mean, I know some of the famous lines, so I didn't have to see this movie to be like, oh, oh right, that's where that so came from. Super reference that you were like, oh, yeah, I, like. It's so super referenced, especially in cartoons in like the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Like there was always this um I can't remember what show it was from, or maybe it was from an animated movie, but there was this character who's like, Yes, I will do that. And he was like he's like kind of like Well, not like that, but like, Yes, I'm very sneaky. I'm a sneaky little man. Yeah, that's based off of the actor. Yes, who's in this movie? And I'm like that's yeah. where that comes from. Blew my mind. I think he's also in the Maltese Falcon as well, which the main guy from yes. Casablanca is also in. 
Yeah, he's just a famous old school actor. Yeah, if you look at any like Bugs Bunny cartoons, that's what it is. It's Bugs Bunny. It's Looney Tunes. That's where that comes from. You'll recognize any of these people because they're just made fun of in Looney Tunes. Hell yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's where that comes from. That's cool. All right, is there anything you want to add before we jet off? Uh, Black and white movies are great. Black and white movies are great. Kickstarter outbreaks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Head on over to speechcomics.com, join my newsletter, and you'll receive the first five pages for free of my brand new comic book, Outbreaks, which is an ongoing zombie book, which I'm trying to launch and get funded via Kickstarter. We're launching in a week, seven days, March 1st. Please go there and donate whatever you can. And if you cannot donate, please share on social media once I share the project, because that in some ways can be even better than a donation. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, there's lots of great stuff guys. So please go and support that because it's really cool. It's really exciting. And definitely if you cannot donate remember to share it around because that's important as well. Just like this podcast. If you can't donate to us, if you're like, buddy, I can't give you anything right now. I get it. Times are tight, man. But you know what you could do? You could share this podcast around. You could tell a friend, you could go on the review right now, whatever platform you're listening on, go in that review, hit five stars. If you're doing less than five stars, fuck you but hit five stars give us a written review we love to read them as well if you give us a written review we'll read it on the show because we like to see these reviews so go ahead give us that because that helps us tremendously as a podcast to grow and attract new guests like we've already had matt valencia there are other people that are voice actors on batman the animated series that i'm talking to right now one in particular that is a villain in batman the animated series that plans to come on sometime in april or may which would be amazing so i'm super excited to talk to this particular person but yeah Help us grow, guys. Go ahead, share, like, subscribe, give us a review, whatever you can do. That helps us tremendously. And with Will, the same thing with his Kickstarter. All right, well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance. We are the night. We are a podcast. Toodles! Toodles! Okay, start over. So, I accidentally pissed all over my bathroom floor this morning, and it was, like, way (laughs) too early in the morning. It was so early, and, like, it's now I've been up since... I went to bed at about 1 o'clock last night. I was distracted, and I was started watching a bunch of tutorials on YouTube on how to use my drawing (laughs) program for my Kickstarter book. And then this morning, like, I just got up to have a wee... You know, when you're half asleep and you're like, oh, I just need to have a wee. And I went to pull my pants, because I sit down when I wee. I went to pull my pants back up and they were soaked in my own piss. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like just the, the cold feeling of piss on my ass. <laughs> and then I, I looked down and my bathroom floor was just covered <laughs> in my piss. Did you miss a the toilet? Puddle. I don't know how it didn't You're sitting my down. You were sitting down. How did you miss the toilet? But it happens to me sometimes. Sometimes I get into a certain position in the toilet, especially, you know, when you got 
there's no good way to say it, but you got morning wood basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like pointing upwards. So it's sh- it's pissing underneath the uh, toilet lid and through that tiny little fucking gap, and it just comes down like a like a waterfall. Like a fucking waterfall. <laughs> I've, I've done it. I've probably so done it. A baker's. I've probably done it a baker's dozen in my whole life. But <laughs> you know, I'm 32. It's been a while since I've done that. I've had like many little puddles, but this was like. The, all all the piss. Oh god! So my wife's fast asleep, and I'm like, oh. And I've been having terrible back problems recently, so I'm bending down, just soaking up all this fucking piss with toilet paper. It started leaking, and it went into my <laughs> my shower um, mat. Oh. Like when you step out of the mat, like it was all soaking into that. And so you were trying to cover up the mistake, and then when the mat got soaked, you're like, I'm going to have to tell her because I can't no, hide I, them. I tried cleaning it, and I, I didn't know what cleaning products to use because I'm fucking useless. <laughs> so I just started spraying some random shit on the floor that I think was like to clean out like grit from the shower and stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, it smells like bleach, so that's going to do something. And my wife woke I turned around, and my wife's just looking at me in the bed. And I just looked at her, I just went, I pissed all over the bathroom floor. <laughs> I was like, it's 7am and I've fucking spent the past 20 minutes cleaning up piss. Like, oh, I was so miserable. And now I'm just fucking tired and exhausted. So that's why you're late. It's completely interrupted my sleep. Oh my God. I pulled my back when I stood back up and... Ugh. You're a mess. I'm a fucking mess and I hate it. <laughs> you got to take control. <laughs> I need to like rent my body out to somebody that can actually exercise it while I'm busy and then they can return it to me when I'm what, done. Like, um, what was that show? Is it uh, Severance? Where someone yeah. else takes control of you? Absolutely. Please. <laughs> what, you just wake up and you're like, oh, I'm skinny. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking dreadful morning. <laughs> Ready to do a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> All right, come on. Let's let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. We're gonna. You're have the one some... who wants to do it in the fucking morning. For I have to. I've got to do it because I've got stuff I need to do today. So this is the only time. Is and this, this microphone is on. Yeah, I think so. Just check your audio. Click on. I don't see shit because the sun's blaring in my face. Click on the arrow. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Indiana Jones and someone's opened the. <laughs> do you not have any curtains? I do, but then I'll just be sad in here. It'll probably put me to sleep. I feel like I need this sunblast. I need some vitamin. Is it D? Yes, it's vitamin Sunny D. Sunny D. <laughs> so let's let's have a let's have a good podcast. This is the last one for a couple of weeks. So yeah. perk up there, pissy pants. <laughs> Apparently, my snoring's been bad, and my wife's had to sleep downstairs because been snoring so loudly she recorded it as well it's loud. Get her to give you the audio so you can put it into the podcast yeah that would be fun because uh, when you slept over here last time you were downstairs on the sofa and i came downstairs it was loud well that's what happens when i drink whiskey and eat cheese before bed <laughs> yeah well, i think that happens to everyone if they drink whiskey and eat cheese before <laughs> that's bed. why babs is, my dog is snoring as well because i feed a little bits of cheese and a little lick of whiskey and she's like <laughs> <laughs> little winston churchill's to both of you yeah she loves the smell of like smoke as well i don't smoke regularly anymore but when i like anytime i have like a fag or something she like comes outside and sits next to me and she never does that when i'm vaping that's so, so weird she obviously is like ah, i love the smell of tobacco in the morning <laughs> oh once she got a fucking used condom in her mouth when oh! we in hastings and it was the most disgusting thing i scrubbed the shit out of that dog 
<laughs> you mean scrub the cum out of that dog? <laughs> oh. That's when we move, that's when we both me and my wife said we got to move away from this city. <laughs> it's time to go. This is disgusting.